0: Welcome to the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. My name is Mirindy Leverett, healthpreneur, business strategist and intuitive, and I will be your host. In this podcast series, I will be interviewing female healthpreneurs and sharing their amazing, inspiring and motivating stories about how they started their own health business. Listen to how some of these beautiful women have overcome barriers or adversity to create their own unique health business and thrive. These women are not making millions of dollars or dominating the world, but they are certainly making a difference to their clients' lives and living their true purpose of serving and helping others in need. Also in this podcast, I will be sharing hints and tips on how to be a successful healthpreneur whilst remaining authentic when starting and running a health business. This podcast aims to inspire, motivate and educate you on all you need to know about starting, growing and pivoting in a business as a health clinician. This podcast is available to subscribe and download via Anchor, Spotify, iTunes and Google Podcast. So remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hi everyone and welcome to our latest podcast. Today's guest is Jenna Buchanan. She is an accredited exercise physiologist who works predominantly in health coaching, but she also has the hat of a uni academic. Welcome, Jenna. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, so excited because <laughs> I guess you are the first person I have who has a multi-type role, um, <laughs> you know, academic plus clinician. Um, I guess I've been that too, but not it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> such a volatile world, the university sector. Um, so yeah, so I guess you're an exercise physiologist first and foremost. So I guess what made you choose your profession or did you kind of fall into it?
1: Yes. Yeah, so um, I'm from the States originally where exercise physiology typically means you're working in sport or you're working in cardiac rehab. Um, and finishing my bachelor's degree I was quite set on going into the sports marketing and administration side um, as part of my degree we actually got our NASM I guess personal trainer accreditation
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that randomly led me into working on a breast cancer rehab program my final year of my bachelor's and realized that's actually what I wanted to do um, so Quickly figured out what that meant and what that profession might look like, and turned out it was exercise physiology. <laughs> um, and I, there was randomly an Australian researcher working with us on the program that was heading back over to WA um, and wanted to start kind of the sister program. So, didn't know where Perth was, but packed <laughs> <laughs> up my bags, moved literally halfway around the world, um, and did my master's. That enabled me to get my exercise physiology creds.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. How exciting. 2008, 2009.
1: So I went through the non-accredited course, Pathway Adventure, which is a lot of paperwork. Yes. (laughs) Tedious. Unique experiences.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's all a learning curve, isn't it? And you're just so glad you've got it now because you don't have to go back to uni and do it all (laughs) over again. Maintain it. so. (laughs) So I guess then after you completed your master's, how did you get started in the industry? um
1: as a Pilates teacher
0: (laughs) a Pilates sorry it's that
1: accent (laughs) yeah so I um had my EP accredited and did a clinical Pilates course on the side and that was actually I guess my first intro into kind of the clinical side of things I was um finished the master's and had that little mid-quarter life crisis moved to the UK went traveling and kind of worked as a Pilates teacher as I shifted around wow yeah um and then realized I really missed kind of actually being able to practice and work with clients a bit more rather than just as they showed up to class, but also the academic and education side. So moved back to Australia, despite my parents, which is <laughs> <laughs> they like to visit now. And yeah, did my PhD and got back into clinical practice with a special focus in oncology. So that's kind of always been where my heart and passion lies, but it's Especially um, looking at the impact of exercise beyond just kind of the physical measures and really mm. what it means for the client more than anything. Um, so so I guess focused that's on you, that kind of psychosocial self-efficacy, you know. yeah.
0: So I guess that's how the health coaching comes into play then.
1: Yeah. And then, um, you know, I feel like many of us probably get that, that kind of almost imposter syndrome feeling of, oh, my qualified to be a wellness coach. I better do an accreditation than that just to be safe. And <laughs> you know, did, did my level one and level two wellness coaching and then you know kind of realized oh this is what my PhD was on. Exactly <laughs> it's, actually it's just...
0: reinforcing. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it it I think it was useful at the time because it made me recognize that I do have those multiple hats where in the university setting I might be a bit more of that that educator and that kind of you know, here's the information, um, start to find your own journey, whereas shifting into a bit more of that kind of coaching role, um, really you kind of have a bit of the journey vision for the client um, alongside them, so you're really helping to guide them, whereas with students it's helping them really get exposure to as much as possible and, you know, getting involved in things where they're not very confident, um, which is, and sometimes not what you want your clients to be doing because you know that's not going to be a sustainable path. Um, so, yeah, quite a different different approach, kind of finding that balance between an educator, a coach, and um, a practitioner as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. But really
1: more and more starting to see how important they are to, to really have that alignment.
0: Excellent. So because you are working as an ac- academic, but you've also got your business, Do we call it a side hustle? Yes, we do. (laughs) So what made you decide to start your side hustle or was it something that you kind of fell into? Or Um, evolved?
1: Definitely fell into, I guess. Um, I I guess I was kind of going back and forth when I did my PhD. Um, Still had a chance to kind of be practicing ep um, in that space as part of my research project basically um, you know finished that got my first kind of more full-time academic role um, and dabbled in oh, i'll be you know a, a contractor out of a physio practice and kind of set up my <laughs> own business and then did it inside my first contract at like a 30 70 split to something it's like i have no idea what i'm doing yeah. <laughs> i should probably you know work under someone for a bit since when actually worked for um, an EP company and got a bit more mentorship and awareness of oh there's a whole business side that I never learned at uni (laughs) (laughs) you know how do I market myself and what do I do to create these networks with GP you know do I want to spread my referral casting far and wide or do I want to be more targeted in that space Um, and then through that was able to kind of form a bit more um, of steady relationships with oncology practices to begin with and kind of have those two or three key providers that you worked with that knew um, that was your real specialty area and that you, that I really approached it from a bit more than just the exercise prescription focus as well. Um, So really, you know, encouraging Clients that might be struggling with the mental health issue side of things or um, that, you know, had issues that kind of feeling like they lost control of anything um, and not just focusing on, well, what can you physically offer them through exercise? So, and then really recognizing how important that, that health coaching side of it was. And like you said, finding that why and that big vision statement of, all right, you don't just want to get fitter. What does that enable you to do that you can't now? What does that look like what's that anchor for you
0: yeah no that's so cool so I guess then the questions I'm going to ask next are what are the positives and what are the negatives of running your own business
1: um positives and I guess a big reason for me going that avenue is the flexibility um obviously I've got the university role so um at certain times, you know, have to put the business on the back burner, kind of shift, you know, downshift with different services and clients and things like that. Um, and also still actually being a practitioner, um, just feeling a lot more authentic when I'm working with my students and able to provide real-life examples and because I went through this, you know, last year or last month or <laughs> here's a a situation that I was in with a client. I can use this as a learning opportunity for you guys and then me just being able to reflect on that as well, um, making me kind of a stronger practitioner. And being able to do things my own way a bit more, um, being able to kind of have that balance of focus on health as a bit more of a continuum and a holistic um, practice and, you know, movement and wellness services is kind of what I work in yeah. um for the most part taken off the word exercise mm-hmm. a lot of my flowers and marketing um and shifting into that space the negatives um being in that kind of situation where I've got that other hat where you know I might get a bit of momentum build up and then it's Track allocation time (laughs) things get crazy at uni and it's got to kind of um, scale back again or um, trying I've done a lot of different courses and accreditation so trying to not go in too many different directions as well Um, you know you've got that freedom to do what you want and explore lots of pathways but then for me that's often a a downfall of I've got that freedom so I recently just done my sports nutrition for example
0: that's <laughs> right yes yes
1: <laughs> but I guess touch wood I promise my partner that's the last one for now it's actually right let's really bring these together and focus a lot more on kind of educational services um some more kind of workshops and you know half-day education sessions um, and those types of services um, and probably shifting a little bit away from the kind of one-on-one practitioner model for the most part.
0: Excellent. So were there any negatives to talk about? Just maybe trying to balance <laughs> yeah. business and your academic work.
1: <laughs> and, and definitely like a flag, not having any training in the business and the marketing and um definitely recognizing that's a big growth area for me and opportunity and just figuring out where to start you know I found like at the start got really focused on my logo and my name and all that looked like and you like oh but what is it actually representing and what's what's my why and what, yes. <laughs> you know, what am I
0: packaging underneath exactly so my next question is, think back to when you started out on your own, what do you wish you had have known then that you know now? Is it that type of thing, having the business Contracts. acumen? <laughs> Contracts. <laughs> um, one of the big things is probably considerations and,
1: you know, kind of the pluses and minuses of trying to do your own thing versus linking in as a contractor or um, coming in as a subcontractor or in that space. Um. And then, yeah, how to really sit and develop a business plan and that foundation and structure before starting to kind of advertise your services. And um, I found I not got stuck in kind of only being seen as an EP, but it was really hard to then expand, you know, well, in case your clients are scared by the word exercise, you know, maybe they'll come in and we'll just have a bit of kind of a health coaching session or... Um, chat about those kind of lifestyle components with some stress management techniques and those types of things. So probably jumping in too quick um, and then trying to almost rebrand or expand what you're known for. Yeah. um, It's been one of those big things where, yeah, a bit more planning and prep and awareness. (laughs) Just get too excited.
0: There's nothing like running on the seat of your pants, isn't it? (laughs) learning as you go so what advice or tips do you have for other female health clinicians thinking to start their own health business
1: definitely find a mentor um and yeah look into spend a bit of time doing almost kind of a I guess a SWOT analysis on yourself in a sense of what are those real strengths and those key things that you bring um what are those big areas for growth and learning are there ones that you need to tackle first you know have have a bit of that where do I see this going in six months in a year and three years do I want it to grow and expand and this to be you know kind of my full-time thing or am I just setting it up you know I've I plan to have kids in two years. Um, so I want to make sure that it's sustainable, but not going to be something that, you know, crashes and burns when I can't put my full-time investment into it. So I'm getting a bit clearer on what you see your business providing and how you see that looking. So um, again, you know, another growth area for me was that kind of super excited and want to do this and offer that, but then recognizing that, well, the max that this could be is you know such and such number of hours. How do I maybe focus more on products rather than services that are one on one requiring my time? you know one hour of seeing a client is actually that hour and a half to two hours um, so factoring those components as well and again, finding you know connections and people that you can link with and talk to and recognizing your strengths and the networks that you have and Maybe it is better to work with or for someone to start and get that experience and that connection and then delve into it from your own side.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's some great um, advice. So we know you're a busy lady. You're an academic. You have your own business. You're also quite an avid athlete, (laughs) training a lot. (laughs) How do you manage your work-life balance? How do you get it all to fit in? and not go insane or are you going insane <laughs>
1: <laughs> so honestly moving to australia was probably the best thing i could have done for myself um growing up in the east coast of the states we were an hour and a half from washington dc you know you're busy you go 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 you know when i graduated i should have gotten a 60 hour a week job and jumped into everything and was very much that i guess mindset and personality and then moved to perth in 2008 <laughs> when they were Two tall buildings and everything shut at 2.30 <laughs> and it was that kind of like oh my god what you, what's this work-life balance thing <laughs> so um being almost forced to take that on board um and recognizing how much of a positive impact that had on health um and then also being able to recognize when I moved away from that balance, the impacts that it had, and that I couldn't bring my best self to, you know, me to begin with, but also to my students and to my clients. Um, so really key to me is that focus on if I can't practice it myself, how am I supposed to support someone else in kind of finding that balance in their health and that ability to focus on them? So um, definitely, Moving to the Gold Coast too is a big thing. Just I know being near the ocean is kind of my reminder to <laughs> chill out. <laughs> um, but yeah, kind of learning to set boundaries um, yeah. is definitely a big thing. And it's hard, especially when you're starting out or you're running your own business. of so You often feel like you've got to take advantage of every opportunity and go to this event and say yes to speak here and go to this workshop and seminar and then you stop and you're like oh all I've done is add all these things to my resume but I haven't actually gotten a chance to to implement them or to use them or to to sit back and reflect on what I actually got from that so
0: yeah
1: finding that and realizing that it's often in your own head where you've created this oh if I say no I'm gonna let this person down and do this and that And like, oh, they're probably gonna get over it a lot quicker than you will so <laughs>
0: That's I mean. <laughs> it is. It's all in your head. It, whatever we're creating, it's yes. not true. No, that's great. So, of course, COVID came over two years ago now. <laughs> How did it affect your business in a good or bad way? Because you work with oncology patients. So, of course, they're high risk when it comes to COVID. Um, mm. Did you have to pivot or recreate yourself? What happened for you? Um, That
1: was... I guess to me, a, a good opportunity to slow down and pull back a bit and realise that I wanted to be able to offer more than just exercise physiology services, for example. So it took that as a chance to to do my wellness coaching and to enrol in the Sports Nutrition Accred and to kind of rebrand my business and, you know, change names because it used to be, Abled health, but AVLD. So, no one knew how to pronounce it or what it's good for. And it was meant to be kind of like an inside joke of anything but legs day um, AVLD. Oh, but pronounced Abled. no one
0: conned onto it.
1: <laughs> but like, the two people that knew. Um, so, being able to kind of scale back and because all of our practice disappeared at uni, um, yeah. was able to help set up some virtual clinics and exercise services through my students and still provide um, services to some of the clients that I might have seen as a practitioner. So it gave me a chance to to kind of slow down and pull back on the business side and actually just do a bit more of a scoping and thought about where do I see this going, Um, but also recognise the importance of being able to diversify and, you know, maybe have products alongside those face-to-face services um, from a sustainability side. and you know, that there should be an opportunity to offer different services and it's got a lot of telehealth experience through my students, which is really great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we all learned telehealth pretty quick, didn't we? <laughs>
1: yeah. But also saying, you know, how much it could expand our, our network and our market as well.
0: Mm. Most so, definitely. You're not just working with people in your own back door on backyard. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. So what does the future hold for your business now? Do you still have business ideas or projects you want to implement?
1: Yeah. So um, after doing the nutrition bit, um, I think that's often a big almost worry area. I find in kind of the EP and ES side, I think we get really worried about scope of practice in that space. Um, so for me it was just kind of having that extra qualification that probably enabled me to feel a bit more comfortable Mm. traveling back and forth in those areas but really recognizing how important I guess just the education and awareness side was um, and being able to offer more workshops and seminars in the space rather than one-on-one services with clients so aiming to um have links with a few schools and look at presenting just you know, the basics of food and why we need it to mm. um, high school kids and working with a few um, like junior sports clubs. Of, as a beach volleyball player, you, you're down at the beach and you see the things that kids are eating in between oh. games. And you know <laughs> it's, it's because their parents don't know anything different. And, you know, hot chips are probably not going to give you optimal performance <laughs> half, an, half an hour later. Um, so being able to kind of combine my passion for that kind of education and set that foundation and possibly that little, just like you said, plant that seed of people don't know what they don't know. So just bringing that little bit of awareness in um, in that space and you know schools and corporate to some extent as well. So really transitioning towards that kind of workshop and education side a bit more, and then exciting (laughs) you one-on-one clients just for my own sanity
0: because i love love that yeah yeah i'm the same you want a bit of both you don't want to be just doing one aspect all the time no that's great thank you so much for sharing your story and where you've come from um so do you just want to share your business name and where people can find you online if they want to hunt you down yeah (laughs) so
1: we've shifted to simply able health Mm -hmm. um it's yeah i guess Let me be a bit more inclusive and really kind of focus on that. The goal and the aim is to help you be able to do what you want to do a bit simpler and easier. Yeah. Um, I'm slowly getting better again at Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm on there and trying not to only post pictures of my dogs. (laughs) Hey,
0: they need to know who you are as a person. And if it's you (laughs) and your dogs, then, hey, that's you and your dogs. (laughs) Yes.
1: But then I've also got, um, I guess, the the sub-branch of that is Salt and Soul um, Workplace Wellness. Okay, cool. So just getting that website up and running. um, And that'll be, yeah, kind of really those educational seminars and workshops and um, different services and things on there.
0: Exciting. Oh, Well, I look forward to watching you flourish even more with this new focus for your business. So thank you again so much for coming and sharing your story today. Thank you. Excellent. Thanks. Lovely day. Bye. You have been listening to the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. To ensure you don't miss an episode, remember to subscribe. If you are enjoying this series, please leave us a review. If after listening to this podcast episode, you feel inspired to start or transform your own health business, come join our free Facebook group, Authentic Healthpreneurs. Search Authentic Healthpreneurs in the Facebook groups. In this group, you will find free resources, webinars and other events to help propel your business forward and succeed. It is a beautiful community of like-minded female health practitioners who support and uplift one another. And celebrate our successes together. If you need help with starting or growing your health business, be sure to check out my website, authentichealthpreneurs.com. Here you will find more information on the one on one coaching services and online training programs that I offer. I would love to support and guide you to live your life purpose and see you succeed in business. If you are not sure what help you need, then be sure to book in for a free business strategy session with myself you will find the link in the website.